five Sunday before Christmas. Can you believe that? Christmas is here. We are almost through December. That's, it just amazes me how fast seemingly time flies, especially in a year like this year that's been just such a chaotic mess and uh, unknowns, you know, the next days and the things that have changed so much in families this year have been, um, been quite testing and quite challenging, including my own. Uh, my own family has had some challenges and some struggles and still having some challenges and some struggles. And the uh, unknowns have been quite, uh, quite frequent, unfortunately, this year. So with that in mind, I want to I want to ramble a little bit. Um, I, can, <laughs> I had it in my mind that I thought I'm gonna just freestyle this morning. I'm gonna come with no notes. I'm just gonna kind of recap some things that have been going on, some stuff God's been pouring in, and my, my freestyling sometimes can get a little uh, carried away. So I, I need my notes to to kind of draw me back in. I, I guess God maybe kind of knows that because I after I spent the night literally I think every dream every waking moment that I had in the middle of the night was thinking about what I was going to say this morning and um, I, I sit in here this morning drinking my coffee and I get real nervous I, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not the greatest public speaker I get pretty nervous when it comes to this and making sure I have my stuff right and I want to make sure my words are right and, and uh, so I was a little I was fretting a little bit over this freestyle not really having a note set to go by and realized that I had a message that I had kind of started. It's actually a devotional that came out of one of the weekly devotionals that I do and um, that fits perfectly into the mindset that I have this morning. And and really, so much is going on and so many things. These last couple of weeks kind of seem like a blur and um, I was able to do a little bit of a live last week. Some of you may have caught that. Uh, I was on a veterans uh, ministry hunt with Peter Snyder Ministries that I'm I'm the board chaplain for Peter Snyder Ministries, and I, I travel and speak at a lot of our events, and and have a great time doing that. And um, we were in Middle Tennessee uh, at a duck hunt, Lou Cochaver's uh, lodge there in in Tennessee, and a good group of guys had had some fresh faces, some fresh oil in there this this go round, and and um, of course as as always, and and seemingly more and more as we progress in this life how god just continually to take us deeper um these aren't just hunts these aren't just a group of guys getting around telling stories swapping lies going out and killing some stuff and then going home our 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 thrust with peter snyder ministries is to minister first and hunt second that's kind of our motto and we use the hunt as the draw to get guys to come um, and, and we do some great hunting We've, we, uh, luke provides uh, a beautiful place for us to stay He's got an incredible setup uh, with some flooded swamp areas and, and uh, several blinds, floating blinds. He's got a pit blind. I mean, it's a, it's a great, great duck hunting place. But he also has thrown into the mix uh, a little upland bird action and where he brought in some quail this time. So the guys got to shoot some quail. They got to shoot some ducks. The ducks weren't the greatest in the world. The quail played out pretty well. And uh, so we had a great time. But a lot of what came from that and a lot of what we, we talk about, a lot about when we, when we go on these events is iron sharpening iron and, and how we need that fellowship together. We, we need that time together. We need to be able to, to, to sharpen against each other. And, and it, was, it became so evident. Uh, one of the guys that came with Luke uh, from, from a ministry that Luke's involved in called UPI, that um, he, uh, it's a ministry directly to our Major League Baseball players and our Minor League players. Um, 
and, and Tony Graffanino, who played baseball uh, several years ago, played for a lot of different organizations. Some of you may recognize his name. Um, Tony was, was originally from New York and uh, played for the Braves. He, he, he came through the league in several places. And um, But sitting with Tony and, and just as we shared things with a couple of our veterans that were there, uh, I, I gained so much from listening to the, some of the things that Tony spoke. And, and, and it was cool. It's like we tag team preached a couple of times where, where we were just fed off of each other. And it was so fun. And, and it was so uh, invigorating, I guess, if you will, that, that, that literally living out the message of iron sharpening iron as, as we uh, ground against each other in that event and, and, and God brought things out and he sharpened both of us and, and we all left there different than we came. So it really is a cool thing. A, a lot of, a lot of the, the thrust and, and conversation it seems like we find ourselves in today um, is about what's going on in our world, obviously. Um, there, there's just a lot. You hear the word chaos a lot. You hear the word turmoil, um, crazy. <laughs> uh, you, 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 there, there's just so many things you can discuss about this world. But the one thing that continually comes to my mind is, is, is spiritual warfare. And, and I've spoken on spiritual warfare a couple different times this year, and, and, and God continues to reveal different things to me about it. And um, recently in some of the conversations that we've had, uh, digging a little deeper into, into what that really means. I mean, we're you know, we're hearing the words civil war, we're hearing the words anarchy, we're hearing all these different things where we talk about these clashing of beings. And 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 I've often thought in my in my years of hearing warfare, you know, the Bible talking about warfare, and, and you see some of the history. You know, I, I mean, I'm always thinking, you know, head slapping, you know, guns firing, guns. I mean, powder burning, and and, and I mean, I, it just. But that's, God's really beginning to reveal to me that that's not the battle that we're coming up to. Um, the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are spiritual. And, and, and the, the closer we get to this event that, that, that keeps looming, I guess, on our horizon, um, the, the deeper I seem to go into this spiritual warfare thing. And, and, and I was speaking to, to a good friend of mine, Carlos Martinez, yesterday. Uh, Carlos uh, was one of my youth leaders, him and his wife out in, in Farmington, New Mexico, when we were youth pastor in there. Carlos and I have stayed connected, uh, not only as friends, but spiritually. We Again, we iron sharpening iron. We feed off of each other a lot. And, and, and Carlos is one of those prayer warriors. When he talks about going into his prayer closet to pray, he literally does. He goes in the closet. <laughs> he goes in the closet and prays, you know. And, and I love that about him. And, and but he, he brings things out of me, you know. He begins to speak, and God begins to stir. And the next thing you know, we're into these deep conversations. And we were having one yesterday, and, and the comment that came out of me was kind of caught me. But it was, uh, you know, the powder burning that we're going to smell in this war isn't going to be gunpowder. It's going to be the powder of sulfur. It's going to be the smell of sulfur and brimstone. And, and, and when you think about that, it's God's opening up hell. Uh, this, this is this this time that we're living in is is. Uh, challenging at best it's it's um challenging isn't even the right word it um this is this is rough this is rough on a lot of different people but the cool part is is for those of us who have our ourselves grounded in our faith uh, th- those of us who who have that relationship with jesus christ those that then fear shouldn't be in the mix here uh, I, i've battled it i've battled fear i've battled anxieties um lots of anxiety i got ready to go to to 
that trip down to Luke's. Man, what a beautiful trip going down there with a bunch of guys to duck hunt and, and quail hunt. And man, I ought to be excited about that. And I'm out here about to throw up at my truck getting in because the anxiety just overtakes me on things like this. And um, you know, I fight it. I have a I have a big battle with anxiety as well. And I know a lot of people do. And and, and of course, obviously, our enemy will use anything like that against us. And he'll try to 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 move us. I, I really battle even going on that trip this year because I had too many excuses. Well, there's, you know, there's all this stuff going on and the possibilities of COVID and, you know, man, it's a group gathering and, ah, you know, we got to travel all the way to Tennessee and I've got to get all this stuff together and it's almost Christmas. And then I had every excuse in the world to pick up that phone and say, hey guys, I ain't coming. You know, I mean, there were other guys there that could have done my job. That's easy enough. I mean, all I do is open my mouth and let God pour through. So there's plenty of people that can do that. But I fought through that, and, 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 and in the midst of recognizing the battle, God blessed me. He, he poured into me things that I needed to have. And, and when I go on these events, you know, I, I literally just shell out, man. I pour everything I have out. You know, Paul says that he poured himself out as a drink offering. I fully understand what that feels like. You know, when you pour out something out of a glass and you realize now that that glass is empty, something changes while it's in your hand. You literally can can feel the weight change as you pour something out it becomes lighter that cup is empty that's how i feel when i come back from one of these events i've poured everything i have out i'm i'm drained when i leave here this morning i'm gonna when i finish up this message and i head to church i I have a struggle with that because i'm drained i've poured everything i have out and just like paul said i've been poured out like a drink offering and, and now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive in and, and try to enter into worship and be refilled so that, so that I can pour out again because that's exactly what our life is, with Christ is about. It's, it's being drained and refilled and poured out and refilled, and, but it's always coming back to Him. And, and, and we, we live in this life that right now we're, we're all pouring out. It, it seems like every time we turn around, we're encountering a need. We're encountering somebody that needs something from us. And so there's this constant pull, it's this constant drain. It's, it's easy for me to sit here and hide. I, I love my country life, man. I love my front porch and my back porch and my easy chair and my big old front window that's right here beside me. I'm in the living room this morning. I come out of the office and decide to do something a little bit different. And I'm gonna do a, a Christmas Eve live. I've already worked on it in my mind. And so I gotta be in here by the, our little Christmas tree that Ron has put together. And so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna I'm going to be in here, you know, and, and so we, 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 I have to fight leaving my safety, my security. I have to fight going out into that public that I don't really like being around sometimes. And, and, and but I know that, that God has need of me. He has need of you. This, this fight that we're in, we've been prepared for this battle. He, he, he has prepared us all. Every word you've ever heard in your life spoken into you or over you has prepared you for such a time as this. God has need of us today. He has need of us to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to make followers, to make disciples of everyone that we encounter. That's our goal. That's our calling. That, that's literally what he's asked us to do. It, well, he hadn't asked us to do. He commanded us to. It, it wasn't an option. He said, go. You know, He didn't say, if you want to. He said, go. So, so keep that in mind. I, I know that, that sometimes people fight about whether they're equipped for such a thing as this. And um, Frank Sanson of Sicily, St. Francis of Sicily said this, that, that go into all the world and preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. 
So live your life according to the word of God in front of others, and it speaks volumes. Sometimes it speaks louder than any word that will ever come out of our mouth. So with all of that said, <laughs> I'm going to get to my notes. Um, keep in mind this concept of warfare, that, that we're in a battle, and this battle is looming ahead of us in, in such a way. And, and again, I, you know, I've referenced this before. Spiritual warfare has, has changed so much in my life. You know, I, I referenced that, that book that I read where, where um, Rick Joyner's been given a vision, and this vision is he's to protect this little oasis this, this one little spot in the valley where the river of life still comes to the surface. And his, his task is to protect this, to, to hold this spot, to, to not let it be taken by the enemy. But, but he's looking around, and he doesn't have any help. He's got just a handful of people with him. Um, matter of fact, one of them is actually even a child, I think. But he doesn't have any help. And, and the evil horde that he, that's described as, as coming in upon him is enough that there's a cloud of dust in the air that he can hear them marching, that, that, that there's no way. He doesn't have enough manpower to withstand such a fight. He doesn't have enough manpower to, to, to ward off this enemy that's coming. And right, right at the last moment, right as, as the evilness is right next to him, he's, he's, he's feeling like, I don't know what to do. We're, we're going to get crushed here. These two old battle-weary warriors push their way through the enemy. Now, I want you to keep this in mind. The way he describes this they come from out there. They push their way through this enemy horde to the river of life. Both of them refresh themselves in that river. And then they look at that little band there that's there to protect it. And, and one of them says to them, are y'all ready to go? And, and, and Rick in his vision, he's like, I, I don't understand how we're going to do this. We don't have the manpower. God, you send me two beat up old warriors. How, how's this going to work? But those two old warriors just reach down, they dip their cups in that river of life, and they step across that stream, and they begin to hand it to the enemy. Think about this for a minute. All they did was dip the cup into the river of life, and then they begin to hand it to the enemy. Some would take that cup and drink from it, and when they did, they were instantly transformed into the army of God. But others ran away. They didn't stand and fight. They didn't slap the cup out of their hand. He describes that they ran away. And, and as I, yesterday, I'm, <laughs> Carlos and I are talking about this, and I'm sharing this again with him. And again, something fresh hit my mind. Darkness cannot be in the presence of light. It has to flee. So, so when you think about what we have inside of us as being the light of God, the lamp of God, the, the, the literal light of his power, darkness must flee. So it's either got to succumb to the light. In other words, it's got to allow itself to be lit or it has to flee away. This is the battle that we're facing. It's a battle of light versus dark. Don't let darkness scare you. The Bible describes our enemy as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He doesn't call him a roaring lion. He says he goes about as a roaring lion. He's a poser. He simply posing as a lion and he's got a big roar and he's and he's got a deep growl and he brings fear to a lot of people but but technically if you are a child of God he can't touch you he can't have you not unless God allows it to happen and if he allows it to happen he'll protect you in the process so, so keep that in mind let me get let me get to my notes here I'm running out of time I, this is actually titled weapons of war and I took this out of a 
a devotional uh, that was called Weapons of Our Warfare. But but this is Weapons of War is how I titled this. Your enemy is spiritual, but so are your weapons. Your enemy is deadly, but so are your weapons. Your weapon is prayer. This reminds me, and Rhonda and I spoke of this. I love, man, you need to surround yourself with people that have a mindset of God. Because then every conversation you have is that iron sharpening iron. You gain from it. Rhonda and I sit around here and we, we debate, we, we kick around words, we, we argue back and forth over different things and how we see things, perceive things. But it's good for us. We, we, we learn, we take from it. Rhonda and I were discussing um, um, a book that both of us have read somewhere in our past. I, I love it. It's Frank Peretti wrote it, and, and the name was uh, This Present Darkness and Piercing the Darkness. It was a sequel. I don't remember which one came first. But the description of that, it, it, it talks about the angelic and the demonic, and they're, they're battling in the heavenlies above the people. It's a great book. You need to read it. It'll open up your mind to some things. It, it certainly did mine. But, but the, the, the coolest thing and what we were talking about is how the, the angelic gained strength was through the Christians praying. As the believers, as the saints began to pray, the angelic beings were, 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 were empowered, if you will. So keep that in mind that your weapon is prayer. Prayer moves mountains. Remember that? Peter, a disciple of Jesus, failed to use this weapon in his time of warfare. If you look at Luke 22, verses 31 through 32, it says this, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. (laughs) It's interesting that this time Jesus refers to Peter by his old name, Simon. See, he changed his name. But he referred to him here as his old name, Simon, the name Jesus had changed three years earlier in John chapter 1, 42-43. He turned, he turned changed that name, Simon, to, to Peter. During, during the Last Supper, Jesus had warned Peter that Satan had asked for him. But Jesus prayed for Peter. Not long afterward, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus invites Peter to watch and pray with him, lest Peter falls into temptation. But Peter opted for prayerlessness failing to use his spiritual weapon and the enemy took the upper hand in that fight think about that for a minute what would have changed had peter joined jesus in the garden praying rather than taking a nap (laughs) what would have changed in that scenario i mean it's yet to be seen or because it didn't happen that way he failed to join him he allowed himself to be prayerless prayerful christians are powerful christians but prayerless Christians are powerless. Let me say that again. Prayerful Christians are powerful Christians. But prayerless Christians are powerless Christians. Without the, without the power of prayer, we don't have any power to give. Prayer is a, is a must because of the spiritual warfare that is constantly taking place in the unseen spiritual realm. If we fail to pray, we will stray back into our old patterns. I'm not talking about praying over your meal, praying before bedtime, praying. You know, I'm, I'm talking about spending time with the Lord. You know, my windshield time, I travel a lot. I love that windshield time because I can get lost. I, 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 can, I can throw my emotions into that windshield, whatever I need. And, I, and I, can, I can bombard heaven. I can yell, scream, cry, whatever I need to do because it's my time with the Lord. 
And the Bible says that we're to pray without ceasing. We are to constantly be in this this moment, this this time of prayer, this time of petitioning heaven, this this constant conversation, this constant relationship, if you will, with the Lord. It, it shouldn't change. Yeah, man, I, I dream at night sometimes of things. I, I've dreamed I was preaching. I've dreamed I was talking with the Lord. I've dreamed I've been in this place. I've dreamed I've been in that. You know, God will use all of that, and he pours into us. Through our emotional time of prayer with him, God can move mountains in us. What a cool thing. Satan has the advantage over spiritual, spiritually sleeping saints. He can sift them. Whereas it's time to wake up from your spiritual slumber and rise up in your spiritual authority. We, 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 have, we walk in a power. We, when, when, we, when we accept the power of Christ in us, when we accept his blood over us, when we, when we make him Lord of our life, we're his. We belong to him. We become a spiritual being and we become a weapon he can use in this warfare that's going on about the darkness. He can, he can use us as a light to shine into this darkness. Do not treat prayer as your last resort, but as your first response to every challenge that comes your way. Man, I don't, I don't know how many times I hear people say, well, I did everything else. I, I, I started praying. Well, why didn't you pray first and maybe you wouldn't have had to done everything else? I, I, I mean, I understand that there are lots of things that I pray over that I don't see response to. I, I can't explain that. I, I wish I could because I know a lot of you have that same struggle. You've spent lots of time praying over something particular and you've not seen God respond to it. That's not what he asks us to do. He simply asks us to pray, to petition. It's in his timing, it's in his will that he answers however he chooses. I've just got to trust that he's going to see me through to the other side of this, whatever it may be. And I've walked through things some of you might not know, but a lot of you do. I've seen things, and, I, and I've had struggle with God because he, I didn't feel like he answered me when I cried out. But I still trust him. I'm still where I am today because of that. Take your battles into the spiritual realm of prayer, no matter what they are. And, and, and uh, Isaiah, maybe, where it talks about getting hold of the horns of the altar. And not letting go until you see the answer. Get get hold of the, the throne room of God. Get hold of the feet of Jesus and don't let go until you see the answer. Until you see the peace. Until you, until you feel that he's done something that he needed to do for you. Mark chapter 14. I'm going to close with this. Mark chapter 14 verse 38. Watch and pray. Lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Our spirit oftentimes is willing to, to be who God wants us to be. But our flesh, <laughs> our flesh needs crucified. We talked about it all weekend long in, in Tennessee with our warriors. We talked about it all weekend long about how God called us to pick up our cross daily and follow him. That's not a reference to picking up a big piece of timber and carrying it around with you every day. That, that's not what he meant. So when he references picking up our cross daily, he references us dying to ourselves every day. Crucifying our flesh. Dying on, nailing ourselves to the cross and dying to my desires, my needs, my wants, 
and pursuing him in everything that I do. That's exactly what this says, is your spirit indeed might be willing, but your flesh is weak. So we need to crucify our flesh every day. God has need of us, especially now. Look around you. Look at the darkness that's creeping into every corner. It's time to shine a light into that darkness. And the only way you're going to shine that light is through prayer, through, through a time that you spend crying out to God, seeking Him, challenging Him, and, and becoming more like Him in everything that you do. you got to be close to Him. So I'm telling you today, the weapons of your war, they're spiritual. It's prayer. It's time spent with God. It's time seeking Him in everything that you do. You might not see the answers you're looking for, but man, I can't live this life without His power in me. I can't live this life without His power flowing through me. I've got to stay a willing vessel to allow Him to pour through me or this world will consume me. Keep that in mind. Some of you are, are in a struggle for your life right now. You've scoffed it off. You've tossed it away. You're like, I just don't have time for that right now. Man, I know some people right now who need to put themselves on their knees right now and cry out to God for forgiveness. You might not think you've done anything wrong, but you've walked away from the very protection that he has over you. Just as Peter did, he, he, he allowed his flesh to overrun his spiritual, and it cost him. Don't let it cost you today. It could have cost Peter a whole lot more than it did, and God allowed him that space because he said, when you come back, I need you to lead others. It's exactly what God's saying to you today. Get yourself back together. You know who you are. You know who you were in me. Get yourself back together. You know the calling I've got on your life, and come let me use you to lead others. Let me use you to touch other people's lives. You are the only one that can reach some of your friends. I can't reach them. Only you. Let God use you. But you have got to surrender to him, and you've got to pick up your cross, put away your childish things, and follow him. I know that there's some people out there right now that need to hear this message, and you need to heed this message. I, 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 I don't know how to be any stronger with what I'm saying, but, but the, the Bible says that we're to go out and compel them to come. Compel them to come. I, I, I'm begging you today, come back to the Lord. We don't have time for these games. You don't have time for these games. Your time is limited here on this earth. There's no guarantee of tomorrow. You get yourself back in order, and you allow God to use you in the way that he intended from the very beginning. And God will bless you beyond your imagination. There will be peace in your life beyond anything you can imagine. You might still not get what you want, but you're going to walk in peace. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for putting up with me today. Uh, again, I, I, Christmas Eve, be watching. I'm, I'm going to try to do a live on Christmas Eve, something special. Um, find yourself a place to worship today. Get lost in worship under the Lord. Uh, I need it. I, I told Rhonda the other day, I, I need to just get lost in some good worship. I, song, music moves me. Music empowers me. Music pours into me. And, and, and I, need, I need to just be lost into God for a while and, and refuel and replenish. And I know that many of you do as well. Find a good place to worship today. Thank you so much for your support. We are coming towards the end of the year. If you want to do any end of the year giving, 
the best way to do that is in our Simple Give app. Uh, you can find that here on our page uh, in, in our letter that went out. Um, we give That's the easiest thing to do. We're doing a duck call drive where I give away duck calls to all these. I gave away some of the last duck calls I had to the veterans there in Tennessee. I've got to have more. Um, we've got another duck hunt coming in January. So get involved with us on that. Check out our page, some of the stuff that's going on there. And um, help us out financially if you can. We appreciate everything. We know that many of you give and give freely, and we love you so much for that. God's going to bless you for it. I know it. We're putting it back in the kingdom. So Merry Christmas. Uh, if I don't see you before Christmas, Merry Christmas. Uh, have a, a, a wonderful, hopefully great new year coming. Uh, but, but more than anything, seek the Lord with everything you have. Get your prayers in order. Get your spiritual life in order because that's where your weapons are going to come from for this warfare that we're facing. So God bless you guys. Have a great day, and we will catch up with you again real soon. Love you.